To another scuffed episode of Tactical Crouch. You might be seeing Kick Tripod in the left corner. That is only by the merits of top modern technology. Um, though we, we sort of caught the essence of John, I feel, in, with like basically eternally judging us. Um, it, the only other emotion I could have captured that would have encapsulated what John usually does to me on this show is to go very close. You know, to the camera and just like judge Ooh, me intensely. Really uh, I I cannot live with that. I, I'll be honest; it hurts my feelings. I mean, you could have just got him smiling. You know, you could have been like a normal human being and just got a picture of him smiling. But see, I feel like I found the middle way between these two emotions. It's the between outraged and mm -hmm. happy with us. Which, come on, if we're being honest, in the frequency it happens. It would be dishonest to have him happy at us all the time, like just like really in the children. Um, otherwise, we're once again back, this time without a guest, uh, even though the stream title might suggest otherwise, but that's just what uh, the level of our career we're at. It's not that we actually want to, uh, you know, clickbait title you. We're just boomers who can't figure out how to change the stream title without ha having access to a Twitch account. So, um, as always, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, the show is supported by Patreons. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at tactical underscore crouch. Um, we'll usually tweet out when, when we go live um, with those episodes. Sometimes uh, we have to adjust to guests. And therefore, I think the best method to keep up with us is usually via Twitter. Otherwise, on the regular schedule, we're here at, uh, I think it would be noon... Um, PST, 3 p.m. Is it 3 p.m. Uh, EST? 3 p.m. EST. Yep. 9 p.m. CET and 8 p.m. BST. Um, you can tweet us out your questions and topics you'd like to discuss on the show. Sometimes we take those. Um, show records, as I said, Monday and Wednesday, unless we have a guest on that we need to do schedule around. You can watch and listen to this podcast anywhere where podcasts can be heard, as well as YouTube. Uh, so your Spotify's, your iTunes, all that exists there. And then we have our new sponsored by our patrons. And I'll go into, I'm going to make you spell those out again, Joe. You want me to do it again? All right, here we go. One, well, I don't know if I can do it one breath, but we'll try our best. The news this week, or this Monday, is brought to you by our patrons Battle Crab Pin, Lotion, Charlie L, Audio Compass, Pork Chop Sammy, Kasha67, Coochie Kopi, Chara, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tain, Refined Bean, Rex Zane, Roger B, Fable Steven, Owen, Chris R34444, Yiska's holding my hostage, please send help. I'm under Yiska's desk, please send help. Yiska says, Fisher, 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 Fish, 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 Fish. Yep. And the one change we still haven't gotten around. Um, yeah, like Is there an extra person. If we missed you, we still love you. Yeah, last last uh, week there was already a change, but um, considering like we're completely lost without John, uh, without the adults in the room, we, we you gotta make like like you gotta hold out one more week 
And then hopefully John is back to pick us up from kindergarten. And, um... We're latchkey kids. Do you guys have that in Germany? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Does that reference make sense? Yeah, we, okay. we call them ki uh, key kits, basically. Key kits? Yeah. Like, you have a key to your house? Yeah, and then you come At home. Like four? Your, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. Okay, so I suppose uh, in the chronology of our notes, we should metaphorically sound the alarm because mm. the MVP voting ends on Friday. Um, oh. Doesn't it not? I don't know. Didn't you put that down? Nope. Really? Was that maybe nope. from last week? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. I mean, let's just assume that it does, and right. we Chad. should have a lot of people vote. Oh, Eric did it. Right. Eric did it. Very good. The actual homie. Oh, wait. Yeah, you, you shot me a message, which I forgot, because... Ignored. He ignored you. No, I did not ignore him. It's just... That ignored you. No, otherwise I wouldn't remember. Then. Uh, yeah, I, anyway. So, um, of course, like... There's already a shortlist on some of those um, some of those nominations. Um, we know the shortlist for MVP, so that's that's an interesting one. Of course, um, the media and Overwatch League personnel and everyone that's involved there gets to vote on Coach of the Season and World Stars and then it's a welcome award and is there one more uh, missing? Rookie. Rollstar? Rollstar, as I said, yeah. Did you say Rollstar? Yeah, oh, okay. rookie of the season. Um, first, it's mo mostly like the MVP. I'll tell you what, like the short list of the coaches was a little bit pepage. Uh, I'm not sure if we're ever going Pepe. to like going to hear that, but whatever. Um, but Can yeah, we actually have those votes be live this time, Blizzard. That'd be cool. What do you mean? Because every year they say like, well, I guess they don't say, but. The votes are supposed to be public. Yeah. Everybody's votes, right? Like they were in season one. It's just they like, should be. They should be. It'd be nice. Yeah. I'd like to not not so that you can flame people, but it's just to be like, okay, like, let's see where the community sits on these things. And right. if these are people that get the votes, like, oh, interesting. Like, why did you vote Look, that way? That's it's an interesting talking point. I'll be straight. This season is one where you can say a lot of names. But mm -hmm. you can where you where it's so easy not it's to mess to up. Miss, though. Yeah. But apparently someone did manage to miss by the votes they already really? made. But like I okay, maybe I just would enjoy the argument that's in there. But mm. for instance, uh, I think some of the French casters talked about their picks and they had Dante. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For World Stars, right? And I mean, I'd like to hear the arguments because maybe like they value Rolstars with the idea of, like, not actually best in role, but the one that created most value, respect, like, in, in comparison to their team. Even then, like, I don't know if they had Decay on there, like, that, he's a mm. harder, uh, like, hard carry than Dante was, so that, I, I kind of wanted to see that argument, but, yeah, I, I, sure. I feel like I kind of want to see what the vote, uh, the the media votes um, and also the coaches because I mean there has to be some accountability towards 
these these picks because I feel like and to a degree also feel for ESPN is that in these polls there's a lot of trolling going on. Oh yeah, a lot of just like because you, you always bring up like the the fact that like a team I think it was like Valiant like won two games in a week and then still somehow went down in terms of like the coaches poll. Yeah, yeah, where you can like somehow you think they they won against Shock and went down or something like like that. <laughs> it was sure. just right. It's um there's some coaches just like can't be bothered to to fill that out truthfully and then of course like mm-hmm. in season one i remember uh coaches were allowed to vote their own uh players and then for instance someone like tarong voted the, his own players because voted that's what a good Houston. coach can be expected to do or okay let me let me turn it around cannot be expected if he doesn't or they don't want to to vote against that person right yeah um so they should just be forbidden from it from doing so and then the like if you can't vote your own players it automatically becomes a, a more clear decision unless you have some former affiliation when you're a coach from a different team or whatnot right um mm. so yeah uh i would like to see i would also like to see a lot of articles or content from yeah talent even from coaches coming out and explaining their rationale as to why they picked uh, specific players because that like the pick itself doesn't communicate much i feel i feel like we we cannot even realistically um we can't even realistically expect that everyone has the same criteria to come to these um these conclusions because to the best of my Mm -hmm. uh, knowledge no criteria were were outlined, but just like no. titles were given. Uh, Christopher is saying in chat they changed it this year, and that you can't pick your own players. That's amazing, actually. That will like outright will definitely increase the quality um, of of those votes by a lot. I think. Then again, it's still down to have some accountability and like keep in mind this is not child's play anymore. This is one hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. worth of serious um like outlook the reputational mm-hmm. thing like people don't realize having a rollstar attached to your name actually really did something in the market it's not a troll yeah, it definitely happened i i was definitely fighting against that last season like oh it can't be that much like it's just the first one like it can't improve your salary or improve your contract sounds like it did Sounds like people were able to use that as leverage to really uh, help themselves, which they should. It should, yeah, because like even if you don't think that the player was necessarily of the caliber that he should have realistically won it, if it was all fair, Mm -hmm. it's still something reputationally that then will increase the exposure that you can market and that there should be a counterweight in the salary office that you're getting or in the buyouts, right? So... um, yeah, we're not. That, that's not child's play. That's legitimately like an economic decision. Uh, who you're voting, and you should be voting based on merit. Not to be completely like tangential or like like run this topic on for too much longer, but kind of interesting to get your thoughts on this. Um, would you want criteria added to like the uh, nominee sheet that is handed to media, where instead of just like listing out like names? 
giving you like a brief summary of what the role or what the award is supposed to be or like criteria just like an example criteria or maybe even like a hard and fast and rigid criteria given to you by blizzard like these are what the boxes you need to check to be able to vote this player if you can argue that okay vote the player then like yeah is is that something you'd want uh like two sentences i think is fine and then people can take the creativity wherever they want and i wouldn't even go into detail but the the thing is mvp we can still cannot decide if most valuable player means most value in relation to team actual best player in the world or like most valuable in overall value which basically synonymous with uh best player in the world right so Mm. um that's i mean that's not an overwatch problem that is a every mvp thing problem which is why every Mm. sensical sport has something else going on like um actually valuing um the best player in that relative uh time frame well and anything else on the topic of uh of no, MVPs. Really. Just go vote. Make go sure vote. You vote. Go vote. Yeah. We are I'm up here in, in Germany as well with my votes for the actual election. Go vote there as well. Um, I'm all registered, ready to go. Very good. That's also something that we should probably tell our listeners. I mean, just check with your local government if you, uh no. this I, I know we have an international viewer base. Just check. Register to vote. Oh, show participate in democracy. Um, right. I'll be honest, Joe. I didn't have full time to read through <laughs> to these read the changes. So, so the the changes themselves. There are a couple that people are like leaping towards, like the the widow, the Arisa, um, maybe a little bit on the the Ash, maybe a little bit on Moira. But I think in general, this is like in reaction to their latest patch that kind of um, worried a lot of people, which we talked about last on the show with Christopher towards the end um, of removing or the potential to kind of soft remove main tanks from the game um, with the severe nerfs to shields and Arisa kind of rotating out and the increase in damage done with hog and whatnot. Um, People are running double flex tanks on the ladder and it's scaring a lot of people for the overwatch league playoffs um and and just kind of creating a weird system on the ladder itself so i think this is just more in response to that so you're not just like blowing up main tanks so you're getting a buff to armor versus beam damage it's great you're seeing a lot of zari on ladder that makes a lot of sense widow getting nerf again kind of a must pick when you you don't have shields there's not much to get in your way vice versa both attack on defense that makes a lot of sense um the rest of it feels just kind of residual um Arisa going back up is a little disappointing um in terms of radius and reducing the projectile speed so it isn't just like completely zoom um seeing a lot of pro players on twitter talking about tracer being super viable now um or at least like coming back more into vogue Whereas in the past, maybe it was a little bit more difficult. Can't really determine as to why. Don't have scrims and whatnot, but mm-hmm. I wonder if that had something to do with Hog. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have too much to say on this because it is just a lot. And it's like, okay, well, 
yeah, this is good. I, but I will say, and again, credit where credit's due. I want to give Blizzard like a fair shake both on both sides of the gambit, whether it's positive or negative. I think this is a positive thing. Great reaction to something that they kind of, you know, messed up with, let's say. Let's call that last experimental patch a mistake. And they come back really quickly, very aggressively as well, with a response. I think this is a good thing. I think this is what we were hoping for since the aggressive changes, you know, were, were talked about. I think this is this was it. So big thumbs up for me. I like changes quickly and aggressively. Um, I'd like this to continue. It feels but like big props in, in many ways like that trying to de uh, decrease the time uh, TTK or maybe also the speed of engagements a little bit around these uh, ammo changes. Um, mm -hmm. So sustain is also hit at the same time in some um, some uh, some way. Sure. Um, the the amount of changes makes me feel like this is actually an experimental thing, where they're actually experimenting, and not just you know like putting it live right after. Um, so my my problem with that in particular is that there is a blue post that kind of talks about not why i'll see if i can find it quickly on twitter I'll, but it, it better details what some of the changes were for i'll i'll hit you with this though i okay. don't think even if we did nothing even on ladder mm -hmm. that this meta like this idea of hog uh hog zarya would have stuck around for, mm -hmm. the, for one simple reason it looks like from the people i've talked to that it isn't that meta mm -hmm. And a lot of people had the initial gut feeling of just, for instance, dive, eating it alive or whatnot, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So then, if we look at the economics of metas on ladder, once pro players are once again invested in the live patch, mm -hmm. then that meta trickles down to, to a specific like range of um, ranks, where sure. in, like, definitely in GM, like, people will, will once again go dive if dive is the dominant comp in Overwatch League. Mm -hmm. uh, a little while, with some delay, it will trickle down a little bit further. And then, low diamond and below, everyone plays whatever they want anyway. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I will say that I think some, like, it, it helps when people talk about, like, what is good, right? Just in the turn. I think it's, uh, in Overwatch, it's a little less than something more MOBA-esque, but when people talk about like, hey, this character is good, you should play this character, or Hog's really good, you should play Hog. Like, that does affect things. I I agree, like, it affects things less, probably below, like, Plat and Diamond, but... I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't completely hand-wave it away and say, like, the, it doesn't do anything. The, the thing is, it makes absolute sense that we depart from boring tanks during a time hmm. when the tryhards as in the Overwatch League players, aren't playing that particular patch. Yeah. Of course you're breaking out, and, like, Roadhog is, in many cases, just, a, like, a tank that the DPS head-click monkey doesn't want to wait for the queue, and then they go on Roadhog. Now it's apparently feasible to do that, in terms of, like, competitive, but I think once we, we see an influx of just... And it, I could be totally wrong, maybe Roadhog is the Overwatch League meta, but if not then that will be overturned 
just by social aspects. Once again, reinforcing that meta is not just a, a reality of uh, game balance, but a, a social construct to a degree. Um, and I think that's also... Maybe I would have liked even... Hmm, I mean, okay, maybe these changes are divorced from whatever, and that's actually Overwatch League feedback or from the from the first waivers that already practice on it, whatnot. I'm not even sure if that's the patch that would then be played in playoffs. Uh, probably not. I would assume. I don't one? think they change during the playoffs. Uh, the patch. Well, no, I right? think this just hits before playoffs start. Nah, then it wouldn't be on experimental, right? Like when when does playoffs start? Uh, it's like in a week or two. In two weeks, Thursday, right? Like September not this 3rd, Thursday. Eric, Eric so is that right? It'll be right next yeah. Thursday. Yeah, right. Next Thursday. Thursday. So, yeah. a I wouldn't feel good out. good uh, for those teams that theoretically had an advantage by not taking. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it, it, that that's not an advantage. Take everybody at the knees and just. You know, nobody gets an advantage. Everybody has to play the new patch now. Sure, sure. I'm not mad at that. I just wish, or I hope rather, that that was communicated to the teams to kind of quell their concerns and being like, hey, we know what this looks like. Don't worry, there'll be another patch after this. So, like, if you think there's going to be some sort of advantage to gain, there won't be because we're going to add another patch after this. If this isn't another patch, I I don't know. It's going to be weird because playoffs is going to be on a completely different patch than live, and I think yeah. Blizzard has a pretty rigid stance against that. No. Yeah, I th I think it's also like th that's that's my that's my argument about this. If this is actually to counteract the current balance realities that are represented in the ranked data that is happening right now on live servers. Mm -hmm. Then they should should have probably waited a little bit, because I think this will change. I think they th there's an underestimation of how much studying up grandmaster level players do on uh, on like depending on the level, and then sure, the, the yeah. top five hundred most definitely just mm. like basically listen listen to top players and they will have looked at specific vods or streams of someone else that goes back way back when like even XCC talked about like. Looking at fissure vaults or whatever, right? Yeah. So, um, like the 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 thing is, I think like these changes could be interesting for different reasons that aren't directly impacting the current uh, state of facts, and maybe that's sure. that's also been done in tandem. Um, I'm terrible at this uh, inductive thinking where I'm like looking at the, the patch notes right now and try to decipher well, it's also what... it's a gigantic patch. Yeah. Well, like, that's a lot of change. What they're actually trying to hit and what the problem was that they might have located uh, in the current live realm. But I think if they actually... Like, that's my entire point. If they actually wanted to hit the current live version that is represented mm. in the data, they are likely underestimating how big the impact of Overwatch League players and Contenders players, no less... Um, Though contentness was on that patch, to be fair. Um, so with but, this blue post that I found, yeah, they kind of do kind of go more in depth on what they're testing for. Um, mm -hmm. To kind of briefly summarize the paragraph, they're looking at adjusting heroes' primary, secondary fires while also 
reducing the power of beam type weapons and uh, abilities efficacy against armor. Right. That's kind of the general vibe. Right. But that. Like, okay, this is, once again, this is where, like, I feel like Riot Games would then go, okay, that's the first layer of the onion, tell you what mm -hmm. we want to hit, and now we tell you, peel that layer off, why? Oh, there's another uh, principle below that, why? Right? Um, and really get down to the nitty-gritty first principles mm. of their thinking. Um, I would have liked to see that. Yeah. Like, also, just like, every Overwatch League player is just like, oh yeah, this meta is stupid, I don't know what, why the contenders teams are running this. As soon as Overwatch League is running this, then the contenders players are running this, then, right, like... Um, Do you want to talk about that? Because I saw that brought up on Twitter, like, the idea that, like, nobody likes the meta. Whatever it is, we all hate it. Uh, I don't... I saw some people say they liked it, like Dante, yeah. I think. Um... And it's I mean, there's always, there's always a few people. Like, uh, there are people who liked Goats. There's people who yeah. liked, like, the Year of Dive. It, I will say it is interesting to see that, that I couldn't discern a pattern of which people liked it and which didn't. In terms of, like, mm. roles they play or sure. play stats they play. Uh, I, it, it, it's just different expectations of what they want the game to feel in terms of pacing, in terms of, like the win conditions that are presented. Like, once again, we mm -hmm. have on Twitter a lot of people saying that Widow ruins the game. Um, like, that's that's an argument that goes back... Like, even... I remember Jane saying something to the effect and getting some mm -hmm. backlash for it, even though that's... Like, if you like technical Overwatch and a, you have a sick rotation that just doesn't work because three pixels of your support's head are exposed. I mean, yeah. that's... Uh, that's a thing that you can dislike... You don't have to like um yeah. once again i think a lot of people find widow play also very exciting to see for instance an edison pop for off sure. where like during these games like yeah i think he had two six k's uh this weekend mm -hmm. alone like i think i think that might be a interesting like um i will i won't say kpi because i can't even remember like what even that stands for but like an indicator for like what side of the fence you want overwatch to be mm. If you're more MOBA favored, maybe you're not super big on like the high time to or the low time to kill. And if you're a little bit more FPS centric, maybe you do lean into the Ash, the Widow, the McCree. But we got them all. It's can't type here. We got them all now. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. we went. We do. We went. A, we went a year of like everything across the map, triple DPS, weird stuff. Oh. Then we went into heavy dive, and then after dive, there was also some shenanigans with. Um, I mean, triple DPS was still around, like, during that time. Um, mm -hmm. but then, like, we pretty swiftly moved into GOATs, stayed there for a year, and now we've attracted seemingly everyone, and yeah. nobody's happy in continuous circles of, like, mm -hmm. um... Do you think they have to be? Or, like, do you think that Blizzard has to, like, lean one way or the other? Or do you think they could, like, forge their own path and say, like, okay... We are going to have, like, the weird breed, this weird, sure. like, chimera of MOBA FPS. It's going to take us a while to figure out what that's supposed to be sure. and, like, how to get there. But, like, that's what it's going to be. Like, we're not going to completely appease the MOBA crowd. We're not going to completely appease sure. the FPS crowd. We're just going to do our own thing. Yeah, but that's, like, once again, we will, like, a lot of what the problems were this year with Overwatch that we overcame a, 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 a 
major way I think we kind of got over yeah. the hump was a disservice to the expectations that people had. And mm. like maybe also a clear lack of direction and wanting to get everyone in. And to a degree, that's also the Blizzard way and always has been. I remember 10 years ago where we PVPers were uh, like lobbying for PVP changes and they gave us some mm -hmm. and then the PVE crowd got a lot of attention because that was the bread and butter. Of, but of course, very understandable. Not as much when you're in the PVP scene, of course. <laughs> but um, like the middle way was always the Blizzard way. And in essence, like I feel like they might even think that cluing everyone in into that design vision mm -hmm. will destroy the experience more than it will help to a degree. I think that's what I located in that uh, communications philosophy because it takes a while for people to figure out, I don't like this game. It takes a while to figure out why, why you don't like this game. And then it might mm -hmm. already be in transition again, moving towards your uh, stance. While when I come out in a in a blue post and say, I'd like this game to be Widow 1v1s only, then the MOBA mm -hmm. crowd is out immediately. Like just by so, the, right. the so communication. You're saying by showing the 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 viewers how the sausage is made, they're like, Well, I don't I don't eat pork, so I'm leaving. They're yeah. like, I don't I don't vibe with this. So like yeah. I'm out. Yeah. So by not showing the inner workings of their mind, they Look, kind of like try to stem the tide almost. We we've we've talked a lot about language on this podcast, just like how important it is to semantic world building and like common uh consensus reality that we're all sharing, mm. right? Like it is absolutely possible to be a blank slate, come in the Overwatch scene, have my experience be terrible in the ga same mm. game state just because 50 play people tell me it's terrible or yeah. 50 people telling me it's amazing. And my emotional state and my perception of it might radically change. And it's practically everyone, me included. That's, that's us. We're the tides. Some, sometimes we wake up from, from the getting washed up the shore and then have something that like just like pierces our passive consumption of public opinion and then we speak out mm. against it but the vast majority of the experience that we have is a social thing where like this yeah. could be the best game in the world and if i am on voice and everyone is just like depressive at the state of the just game big pooping on it yeah then, then you probably i won't enjoy this it's still a yep. social experience uh, after the fact. Like, th that's the most powerful tool that any video game has for longevity, keeping people around by the social groups that they have. Right? You want to know how you can figure this out, chat? And I know, like, there's going to be some of you that maybe, like, view what he just said as, like, defensive, or maybe the YouTube chat are like, oh, I, I have strong opinions. I'm, I'm, you know, stalwart in how I view things, and, you know, social groups can't change my opinion. Next time you hear one of your friends talk about a game or a movie or just any kind of like piece of media in like a negative and or positive way, ask them why they think that. Usually what I found is specifically with games, I hear the word clunky. You hear a lot of like these very like vague buzzwords a lot that like kind of conceptualize a feeling that you kind of have to like dig at and like really force them to look at because we don't really look at these things. 
we as people, when we play games, when we consume art, whether like through movies or shows or whatever it is, we don't really look at it through like a, a, a weird lens. We're usually, I think, again, speaking from a very general perspective, um, I, I think we're looking at it to be entertained for the most part. And now we're not looking at it as like, is this good? Is this a good piece of art? Is this a good game? Is this, you know, a good change? Do I like this? Like, it's just more yeah. of a feeling. You're just kind of you're 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 going into this yeah. to have fun. You know, if you hear the widow dink noise, it makes your brain go whoosh. Yeah. You're happy, right? And if your friends are all playing the same game, you're happy as well. But if they all poop on it, you're like, wow, nobody wants to play this game. It must suck. Dead game. We're on Among Us now, right? It, it, like it's stuff like that. It's it's worse now in modern like okay. I was recently talking with people like how I consume media overall right mm -hmm. i play i play hours and hours more video games that are most definitely worse video games than overwatch for one simple reason i cannot listen to a podcast or music while mm -hmm. being satisfied uh, playing overwatch so like for instance the tv show uh, uh, or a netflix show ozark right it's right on the cusp of being good enough to be to to have enough to give it like for me my ADD Substance. brain to only yeah. watch Ozark right mm. but watching it on the second screen will completely deteriorate you know what kind of trash I've watched on my second monitor on Netflix but like is that watching it though I mean if we're uh, it doesn't talk matter. about like language is that really watching it it doesn't need to penetrate whatsoever into my consciousness. It just like has to entertain me on the side. Like bad shows like Blacklist or something. Or oh my god, I, I watched dude. Like I'm I'm going to this blow might as well your mind. Just I'm be going brown to expose noise myself. On loop for 10 I, hours. I'm I'm going to expose myself big time here. Okay. You know what okay. I, I don't know why recently, you're just admitting that. I'm I'm in the middle of season 2 of The Order. The absolute most trash show I've ever committed to. If anyone watches The Order, I feel sorry for you. But What's the, order? the Order is basically like Trash tw Twilight, the TV show. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's compared to Twilight already, already kind of like so, sets you up for failure. So why well why is that nice? You know she's writing another book. You know what's why that's nice? After twelve hours of work, and I just want to chill. I'm firing up Satisfactory, a yeah, much worse game than Overwatch, and yeah, I'm yeah. just listening to podcasts or that trash TV show, right? Yep. So, yep. like, for instance, games that just break the attention barrier, where it's like, okay, first time playing Witcher. Mwah. Like, I'm going through that. I don't... Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I have nothing else on my... I might even switch off the second You're consuming monitor, it. Right? Yeah. Um... I don't know, like TV shows like The Wire, early seasons of Game mm. of Thrones. Um, even though I will say through most of those, I eat. Uh, <laughs> just because. Isn't I, that weird? Yeah. 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 Because I cannot be alone with myself watching that show. Like, I. True. That might, yeah. So, and then you kind of build it into a habit. So you like kind of. Because uh, I do the same thing where I'll like watch or I'll like pull up a video and I'll just like. It spontaneously get hungry, even though it's like a, a podcast about nothing to do with food. It's just like, I want to do two things at guys, once. Guys, here's, here's the absolute truth that I've been working through. 
80% of the Overwatch League matches are the order. They, they are. Well, at least this week, they certainly were. We'll right. get, I promise we'll get to some YouTube. I know you're already like, no, it's Overwatch. Give me Overwatch. <laughs> we'll get to it. I promise. Th that, that's, that's the thing. Like, I will definitely, like, when I watch, let's say, oh, yeah, Philly against Shock. That's my everything. That's now my universe. Yep. I exist in this. Yep. I Second feel monitor this. off. If I watch tournament games with the knockout stages, like, let's say first round might be eh because it's very predictable but after that yep, yep. then like the week the match of the week like maybe there's like four or five games that i'm interested in based on the narratives or concepts that i want to prove against it and the rest is second monitor second monitor yep. uh like entertainment You're me out because i didn't need my racist puffs you know the use the use <laughs> yep yeah and I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with that. Other people will have different uh, first, like, first monitor uh, priorities because they like a team or they like a player, and then they, they therefore will consume that. I still think the overarching, or the, the most amount of people in, um, in Overwatch League viewership watch more than their own teams. I think there's a whole lot of get yeah, fans that will actually watch the like a lot of games if it is on. And a lot of ironing will be done during Overwatch League games, and a lot of cooking will be done, and a lot of babysitting, and a lot of gaming also will be done during Overwatch League matches, right? And I think that's that's completely fine. Um That'd be a that'd be a fun stat to track. Like if you could if you could play it if you could have like uh, a way to track it while playing Overwatch, like Whose Overwatch League matches do you normally play Overwatch while watching? You know, like which ones are going on the second monitor and which ones aren't? Maybe there's something there. And I'll tell you right now, chat. Half of you, I'm going to call you out right now, are doing just the same with this podcast. Yes. And 100%. You're That's probably the way it should be consumed. <laughs> yeah. You should be running. You yeah. should be driving. Yeah. You should, you should not be here. Yeah. You're probably somewhere in the gym being way well, more active than us. Um, but yeah, that's like vying for first screen attention in this. That's also why, why writing is inherently so hard. Like imagine mm. being, having to be such a good writer that people actually do nothing but that. And to a degree, like the, the cell phone is a saving grace there because yep. a lot of consumption of written content is done while commuting, while sitting at the doctor's office and yep. then... Uh, the bar for first screen entertainment is a lot lower, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, like that's that's just the the way that this cookie crumbles. That's how we sort of set up, um, yeah, just our con content consumption. I also yeah. realize that when I do that, it's not effective in terms of like the the time hours spent in, but it, like in a chill way, I will learn something about the universe, right? Mm -hmm. Like. Uh, when sure. I listen to podcasts in that same way, so um, I will say watching things differently definitely like not changes, but like makes you spot things you wouldn't normally spot. Mm, mm. I'm noticing that with another game, which I won't get into because I think we'll get into a tangent. But yeah, yeah, the 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 ways you watch things or like how you watch them. I'm not talking about like oh one eye closed, like swoop upside mm. down, like. Mm. 
how much you're watching of it, how quickly, where you're watching it, things like that. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's, it's pretty good. It's like, um, we're passively chilled learning about things. Uh, and if, if we can once every once in a while, just put like a little nugget in that you can then say, oh, this German taught me a little German word or something, and you can use it in a daily life, or whatever. Or like if, mm -hmm. if some coach has a cool story about a player and that brings, brings you closer to them, oh my God, I have another side tension to open. But uh, elevator explanation is um, by, I think the, without a union, the only way to, uh, to have leverage or, okay, the only way to, uh, to create incentive structures where we all care about the emotional well-being of players is for the players to show themselves be vulnerable because the, the loop mm. is the following. This player opens up. I care about him as a human. I want the best for him. I, as a viewer, will apply pressure to the league for them to get to systems in, in, the, yep. in place. Otherwise, we're all depersonalized um, experience mm -hmm. machines. Yeah. That uh, where we can't really know no, near really have an incentive to care, right? So counterintuitively, you gotta give the trolls as much ammunition as you can in order to help yourself and your self-interests protected in the current state of the Overwatch League without um, collective bargaining agreements in terms of a place union and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Which brings me to this point. Reach out to me if you want to do an interview. That's definitely <laughs> not. I was hoping you were gonna transition into like. Something that actually makes right. your point now, stand a little bit. Here we go. This is the transition. You know what made me care about two particular coaches this week, Joe? There you go. Yes, I do. But I'm going to play along and miss the softball and say I did not. Very good. Very good. That's, uh, that's expected of my <laughs> trusted co-host. Um, it's, of course, the trash talk between the bo both LA head coaches and general managers in personal union. Yes. Uh, deep hang and packing. Now, maybe mm. to catch us up uh, to the same speed for those that haven't seen it. Um, of course, like the LA Val Valiant directly qualified already before their match uh, by having beaten the um, Vancouver Titans and the Florida Mayhem won against the Gladiators, therefore uh, getting them out of the race for the important top five slots. For those that don't know, uh, top five actually allowed. Uh, like teams to skip the single elimination elimination round. So now Valiant have to lose twice in order to be out of playoffs. I think that's a huge advantage. Um, and sadly, that game, the Battle of LA mattered less simply because the you know like um, we it was already decided that Valiant was going to be top five. Nevertheless, uh, Packing then just said, okay, we're going to with the intention to win. There had been some spice back and forth uh, during the season from the dishonest comp to like uh, packing, slacking um, the pay for uh, saying he would win the cup and then also going out at the same stage. Um, mm. At the time, I had to kind of smirk because I definitely had uh, done interviews with packing where like in the middle of last season he was just saying I'm playing to win it all and I think that's yeah, yeah. that's the right attitude and of course that also re reinforces the idea that this is very much based on trash talk and it's it's a really nice way even if that those emotions are genuine that's still a cool story to yeah, just turn the pot get behind 
Okay, so then that specific incident is uh, the page reading. GG's Valiant players. You guys are insane. Packing 10, stay free. You probably should stick to Valorant. Your team does better when you don't attend scrims half the time. Fun, your best year is about as good as my worst year. And with, by the way, your worst year is currently being 8th in the overall season and 6th. Okay. Um, um, and we're still going to dominate playoffs. Right. Uh, Packing then responded with, My guy spent millions to tweet at me from a lower placement in the regular season. Of course, the lower placement also in large parts came to be because the bonus win during the... Um, was it the summer showdown when they ranked up there? Eric, do you have that on on track? Yeah, I believe the summer showdown. I'll confirm. Yep. Um, right. So it was very close. Now, I can tell you what isn't very close. The budget that those teams entered the season with and maintained yeah. throughout the season isn't very close, guess. my dudes. Y you can guess who spent more. Okay. You know? Now, I'll give you the Reddit take and then I'll blow up. Here's the thing. What's the, the how is there always a Reddit take, bro? What's the Reddit take on this? <laughs> Let's go. That the thing is, like, <sighs> I don't. Here's here's the crucial difference. There were a lot of like gladiators fans that had these comments. Those I don't mm -hmm. care. Like, you guys go get your stuff off. That's your trash shock. Your team just got some spice in. It sure, is sure. then the pro approximately five hundred to five thousand people that upvoted that garbage towards the top of the thread. And the basic argument was that Packing's pa clapback basically boils down to, haha, I underpay my players. There's a difference between underpaying and not having a ton of money to spend. Bro, do these, do these guys realize that the budget concerns extend to the coaching staff. Uh, two coaches like thrown out. We're having three coaches across two tier one e or tier two esports, yeah. I suppose. Um, like trying to make it somehow work. Packing not attending every scrim makes perfect sense. I'll also let you in on a secret. Valiant gets away with a little bit less, less practice than everyone else. I'm not saying they're slacking. I'm saying they are way more efficient with their time. And I actually really like that they managed to uh, get it done with that they just mm. have created a culture that's sort of like a contained system in which work is being done as soon as mm -hmm. things start and efficient. that's just the name of the game they're an efficient team through so and through so like let's be real if if numbers were official this would be an entirely different discussion. I don't think people realize how big the difference is. Mm -hmm. Right? And I don't want to give you approximates because, like, I don't want to get anyone in, in Hill's Kitchen. But it's like, it's very, very likely that four individuals on the GLADs, like, that's, that, that's the entire budget for the Valiant. Right? For the year. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Including coaching stuff and everything. So, yeah. it's, it's like... That's an argument. Yes, it is actually an argument. Why is it not? Also, keep in mind, who do you think, like, mid-season pickups? Do you think the Gladiators were the only ones betting or uh, trying to get Kefster? Nah. 
A lot of teams were involved, and the top bidder, I'm not sure if it's the top bidder, actually. Um, like, that, the, like, the fact that the Gladiators got this player, once again, speaks to their, their, their solvency in terms of, like, just being able to in invest in, in, uh, in these situations. One team is at the salary cap, another team is at the salary cap. Okay? At the different spectrums. Mm. So what are we talking about loosely. here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, come on, guys. It kind of opens. It opens me up into like another kind of interesting thought. That's like, C can I just? We should always just yeah, a bold continue, bonus. Continue. Sorry, really quickly, yeah, yeah. because my thing is, I love what what Depe is being able to do. I want like more so mm -hmm. than anything. I want sure. these. Gigant I want a Paris uh, PSG in, in Overwatch, if it's possible. I want someone to like ridiculously invest and just like try to create the best team that they can with that money can buy. That's an, a fun experience for me. I love that, of course, it, like I'm making it sound like Glats are like the most heavily paid. Like, right. I, I don't know yeah. anything about that. What I'm saying is, I en enjoy the experience of teams really going going hard on these Different players ways. and trying to yeah. build these super teams. That's part of the, m my favorite experience of that. And then if, if a team can do something with very little budget, that's also enjoyable to me, right? It's, I also enjoy players getting well paid. So, like, the, the, I have nothing against the, the idea of what packing, uh, sorry, the paid tried to do this season. Yeah. I do think that given given the final landings, and I think the Glats would agree that this wasn't a successful season by the scope of this project. I don't think that's a controversial. It's not f too terribly far off, but like being one of the two teams that uh, lost against Boston this season, it's not a good look. Um, like not directly qualifying for playoffs with, with this roster that has so much quality. Um, is an uh, an achievement. I I think maybe maybe just a slight one. Um, of course, this roster was also created with an entirely different scenario in mind. That has also always uh, and that's has to be taken. Argument to be fair. Sure, sure. But like the idiosyncrasies of each team might have uh, changed it completely. Sure. Like for instance, um, I was looking at the largest discrepancies of uh, teams uh, in mm. relation to where preseason power rankings hit and one of the teams that had the largest discrepancy between like underachieving based on the the um predictions that people had was atlanta now i think just based on the the type of things like that we know atlanta was doing for instance having a truck drive around and uh, provide a better practice environment for their players, that would have positively influenced their season because some teams that are now ahead of it couldn't have had that. Couldn't have done that. Yeah. So, like, of course, like, with these plans just falling through, that also influenced seasons. So, uh, you always have to see it under that scope. I'm sure the Glads also had other plans or things, tiny things that the resources that they had could have given them an advantage in a different season and their preparation towards that as well. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, that's my only thing. I don't want to come off as being a hater of the Glatz uh, yeah. formula, 
Um, I really like that type of approach, but I also think that they underachieved uh, to a certain degree, and that, yes, Valiant saying they are b above them, especially also, they didn't have an easy st uh, strength of schedule this week, uh, this year, right? Mm. That they still get top five in an A is an impressive feat with that with those resources and should absolutely that is exactly the clapback you bring up in trash talk against the pay mm -hmm. that's the that's the achilles heel in all of this so like i did better with less resources period and it's not because he chose to i'm sure i'm sure the valiant in general from the top down would love to be able to to pay their players more or you know maybe maybe they can't maybe they should it's it's not for any of us to kind of speculate on, but I would wager that this team would probably look severely different if they could, right? I don't think they they you know hamstring themselves in terms of coaching staff. I don't think they uh, duo role when with packing stepping into GM Schwartz going up and uh, Gunba moving to Valorant and doing a little bit of Valorant or yeah. Overwatch Stupid prize being fired like that's definitely right. something that wouldn't have happened yeah that to me doesn't support the idea that they're somehow like just pinching pennies and just paying all the players you know no salary and they're in jail yeah. and they're just you know it I don't know I don't see it I don't see it that way and I think the where I was headed with this is like the idea that underpaying players is bad inherently, mm. but like overpaying them is still equally as dangerous. And that's not sure. talked about at all. Sure. And uh, I think that's a problem I'll, within esports entirely. I'll also say, how does underpaying work when theoretically other people could have bet on that talent that the Valiant got? Either, okay, there's several things that don't line up with the argument of, of that being. Mm -hmm what Packing is saying. The fact that this worked is a, um, a result of two things. Either scouting is atrocious yep. across the league, or what, in terms of talent development, the Valiant did, where they increased the skill level of those participating players, like, that's an inherent quality of this team that now like uh, elevated the the value of these respective players, and I think both mm -hmm. sides have a, have a real argument to it. The fact that they just got KSP is ridiculous. Still is, by the way. Yeah, lots of people have said that to me. I thought about it. I think, depending on your uh, definition of MVP, KSP could make it on your short list of ten this year. Yeah. Could be on the ballot. That's I don't think not it, a ridiculous think statement. Win, but yeah, yeah. Um, for the value that he provided and the assumed, you know, money spent. Yeah, I think you're you're high margins there. And to be fair, to kind of support your argument, take a take a gander through Packington's uh, personal Twitter account. What else is he doing? What else? What else is he doing in contenders? You know, yeah. he might not be able to pay an academy team to be able to come under his brand and you know. Play, play for the, the old blue and yellow, but he can provide value in other ways for both his team and their team. Yeah. He can work with them. He can scout while he does so, right? Like, he's doing a lot more than what people pick up on. And again, I think that just is a testament to what kind of resources he has to work with and what kind of results you get.
No. Guy's just a baller. I don't know. I'll also say the, uh, the flip side of the coin is, is that the Valiant are now 0-4 uh, uh, in the last four matches against the uh, uh, Gladiators. Sure. And the first one was already also a close one. I looked it up. I think it was 3-2 and two as well. So, sure. like, bottom line is keep doing exactly that. Mm-hmm. The fact that we just gave so much attention to bad trash, like bad trash talk from fans or whatever, like that's I I don't mind uh, again gladiators fans popping off, just like evaluate that argument a little bit because that's then like a narrative that entrenches, which just like yeah. oh yeah the players are being underpaid, like that was just the market value that uh, existed at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Like we, like we have imagine imagine for a moment that that gets back to you like seven degrees, right? Like you're going out to a shop and you you have like a for whatever reason, yes, is wearing a piece of Overwatch League a paraphernalia, and he gets to talking with somebody at a shop, and the gladiators come up and he goes, or the valiant rather come up, and and the guy at the shop goes, yeah, isn't that that team that underpays the players? And Matt, like you can't, we can't have that. Yeah. Gotta stop that. Yeah, can't can't do that. Yeah, and again. Very guilty of this myself. Yeah. Right? Framing things poorly. Yeah. So we can't we yeah. we have to try and fight against that as much as That's, you can and say, like, no, we can't we can't go out here saying dangerous yeah. garbage like that, because again, that that could be actually detrimental rather than like harmless speculation. Look, that's the thing is the reputation that contenders players should have of the Valiant is if the Overwatch if I'm really good and the Overwatch League doesn't take a look at me to the degree then there are currently two teams in the Overwatch League that will take a, take a chance on me and there's one team that had most definitely more success than the other in developing talent and getting up there and mm-hmm. I'll also invest in my future like if the Valiant cannot like th- that what they did this season will be Represented in off-season, um, in post-season negotiations, necessarily, no. of course. So, I don't know. It's I think it's still a really good deal. Uh, to like, if you're one of those fringe cases, um, like for instance, like like a dreamer or like a gig, like like nobody would have mm-hmm. likely take like dreamer is not true. I think others looked at him before, but uh, really, was it was it dreamer? Um, no, I might be wrong. Like I think. It's also great. Like last show was, I was talking to people. Uh, like we actually had a fight about who's the better player during this specific season. Mm-hmm. If it was alarm, alarm in la- has last uh, during that time in NA contenders, uh, that's that's definitely a talent that fell through the cracks there. McGravy had like a renaissance to his career that was unforeseen, almost yep. like Ben Besk esque to me. Yep. Um. So like, there's definitely quality. Uh, quality me, talent development this. in this team going on. Let me ask you this with the Valiant to kind of bring it a little bit more towards not necessarily gameplay, but a little bit more Overwatch for you know those who are interested in it. Um, do you think the Valiant stays the same in 2021? I don't think they keep half the players, dude. I don't even know what happens in 2021. Like, <laughs> I mean, sure. Okay, like, let's just assume that everything okay, remains okay, constant okay, okay. for the most part. Overwatch Two is postponed till like twenty thirty, and nah, I th- you have a team like the Valiant 
that did so well with such little resources with good players, do you think they keep them? Do you think they're, they, they can afford to keep them? That's the thing. I don't have any insights into the... Um, into the... Um, economics of that entire gigantic esports franchise, so I don't know. Sure. Um, but if everything stays equal, I'd be very surprised if they could hold or wanted right. to hold these top tier players. And that's the exciting thing. Yeah. That's the crazy thing is like you might be able to let Lastro and KSP go, get new players in with the eye that they've shown to have, and still do well. And he has, that's we need these teams. We need these teams. Like maybe they make middle pack, and that's fine with the amount of resources that they've spent. And again, assuming everything remains constant and the budget remains the same next year, if you can come in, if packing and, and crew can come in and do the same thing again while still exporting players. Uh, like, okay, we need more of that. Here's here's a specific rule set for me. So we, what we can say is like the quality of a coach is apparent, mm -hmm. for instance, in, in the Paris coaching staff when they can elevate people like Ben Best that had the perception of sure. like being on the way out and now really solid Overwatch League main tank. You know what the second mm -hmm. litmus test there is? What do these players look like when they leave that atmosphere? So I'd, I have no doubt that KSP, for instance, would pop off on other teams in the Overwatch League. Yeah. But would a McGravy look as good? On another, another team, maybe because he's a uh, an atmosphere and culture creating player, maybe he could do that elsewhere. Um, would rain fit everywhere? Would KSF work in another team to that degree? I don't know the the answer to this question, but usually does that fall on does it fall on the past coach or the present coach? No, yeah, not, like my point is that the the. This like the Valiant strikes me as a team where everyone elevates themselves past the value of each individual part. And once ripped out of that, dude, the same thing is true for many, many Titans Titans players. Does anyone actually think Janu's a top three off tank this season? I mean Twilight head up, but he yeah. also landed on the best roster. Exactly. Um but I, I don't is, expect Twilight to be all that poor. Though, is Slime a role star uh, performing support player? On another team? He, should, he, like, he has shown the potential to be, but if he doesn't see playtime, then he's not going to be able to play. Is um, that the coach's fault? Well, I don't know. Is, like, Fisher is not. Fisher, Jayhong, uh, Bumper, these guys are. I genuinely even don't in think Jayhong Susan, is, even, is like, not in. in discussion. Like these I don't guys think those are players mechanically are in discussion for that, regardless um, of the team that they're on. I mean, okay, a lot of 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 these um, runaway guys don't even play anymore. But I think that was also a team that elevated themselves past sure. their points yeah, yeah. of individual uh, performance. So once that spell breaks and once a player is outside of that, I think yes, it is on the new team of that player to once again bring mm. you to that level. But there are also definitely teams that work on different methods, where you buy sure. the best players, where you want them to be the PS PSG and just like outmuscle uh, opponents just by yeah. the the nature of their um, individual skill, and it's mm. very possible that people then deteriorate uh, uh, to that point. Um, I wish I had better 
um, examples. Maybe Neko is one of those. Uh, season 1, Season 2. Um, like, leaving Krusty, going to yeah. Toronto, looking like a top 3 flex support in Season 1. Um, is Aim God one? Did you say Aim God from Boston? Maybe. Looked serviceable, and now on Washington is kind of like pretty below average. Yeah. Even this, though I don't think he's like all that bad, but like compared to the talent in the league, like at that role, it's not it's not up to snuff. It's it's also just like some players are culture creating players, some players are culture consuming players, and if you're culture mm -hmm. consuming, then you're at the whim of whatever is going on. And then there's also players that can create culture, but only on their account, and they cause friction in uh, in some of those teams, sure. right? So, um, I think still there's something to be learned about a player coming to a very good coach. What does, uh, what does he look like there? And then once uh, a player leaves, what do they look like in a different system, right? And I think Could you say it's a good. I think someone, for instance, let me say some names. Void yeah. would probably work in every team. I think he's, he has the class uh, to be good enough to be yeah i mean mechanically i think definitely i think twilight is an evergreen player i think yeah um uh, 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 um to a degree profit um flatter uh even though like we kind of thought away uh in soul it's not like they are completely like exam or like not in the in the suction of of that uh, host team, but mm -hmm. the quality still shines through with some uh, talent, right? While in other, and it also, of course, very much depends on the role. Like some roles, like main tank, will look bad if your supports are bad. That's just the way this uh, this game is set up. But yeah, like I think in general, um, and I'm thinking how we got here. Which I completely forgot, but um, yeah, the the okay. the underlying. We're talking about resources with Valiant, yeah. and then we ended up yeah, talking yeah. about individuals. So, but so I, I I like this. I I think like I would I I don't know who it is, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone that looks amazing on the Valiant right now would be bought and wouldn't look yeah. as good on another roster because the culture is not the same, right? Like, for sure. Allegedly, yeah. Nevix looked amazing on San Francisco Shock. I don't think that's true in Toronto. No. Oh, God. God rest him. Right? So, yeah. culture consuming yeah. players, culture creating players, uh, coaching staff quality, these things has, have to be considered there. And 100%. Now, let me toot a little bit the horn that DePay also deserves to have. He has consistently sure. created a top tier roster in the Overwatch League, and he's allowed to have a leap year in that regard. Like, let's yeah. keep in mind, these these rosters he had were top five teams, okay? Yeah, nobody's Means, calling for the payhead. No, no. But, like, but just like, in terms of like, when we're evaluating the one against the other, they have sure. fundamentally sure. different starting points. Mm. I think they also have fundamentally different coaching philosophies. With Depay being very, very hands-on, like packing two, but like he now has split the the tension uh, between mm -hmm. Valorant and and Overwatch, and 
um, they sort of led to similar outcomes. And that's kind of dope. Like, it, it, like if we cut through the, through the trash talk and everything and look at the, the season outcomes and just their pure results, then that was kind of a sweet like, way to look at this. Um, and I think... Kyle to make the fights. And, yeah. and in this case, most certainly, you know, you, when you come to the same conclusion in different ways, like you can, you can, you can find what you like better and celebrate that or hate it or, you know, root against it or root for it. You know, some people don't like the Yankees because they just have so much resources. They don't like PSG for, for the European fans because they have so much resources. If I'm understanding the, the, the allegory kind of correctly, right? Like people inherently like kind of fight against that. They want to root for the underdog. They want to root for the valiant, or maybe they just want to root for the best teams. Maybe they want to root for the Yankees. Maybe they want to root for the PSGs, the T1s, right? Also, we can talk about the importance of the regular season as much as we want. This this is a sports league that is set up for the crack to ha uh, happen at the end of the whip. Mm. Everything we're talking about is legitimized or delegitimized based on the final season standings. These rosters aren't built in mind with winning the regular season most of the time. They're built in mind with winning it all. Like, we talked about the possibility of... Um, NYXL, for instance, going away from stability and being like the consistently very, very good team that then didn't have the peak performances and them fundamentally changing the structure or the, the tempo of the team, right? While we see the tempo move with Pavane to London that will now playing a more passive approach and also arguably punched above their weight a, a lot of the season. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. Of course, being sort of caught in a in a bad situation or like in a in a very competitive part of the league. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, like uh, we we can't really have a conclusion on this discussion of who's been more successful because the most important sure. part of the season hasn't happened yet. And oh boy, there's a long it's way coming. to go. Glads can't sure. lose. Valiant can do once. Maybe they will meet mm. each other, and then we're here with, with just like the be most beautiful like soup, and then we add the spice to it of everything like that going on. And even if it's genuine, that's amazing. We sure. all already like we had the discussion for those not aware in Valorant, like uh, Sinatra's team has a bit of spice going with Zombs and TSM. TSM. Oh. That added a huge in a huge way. We had like a 190k. Uh, meeting against between these two, the drama is part of the entertainment factor, mm -hmm. right? Like we we can, it's it's just in our biological systems. Drama allowed us to get here. Uh, it makes you care. It yeah. makes it makes you root for something. It makes you it it forces you to act, not completely just be like, wow, this is cool. Yeah, and that's that's been my whole thing all season long. Is like we're getting in the way of that. All of these changes, and I won't name any specific names because I know it, you know, molds people. Um, but that, that for, for my money, that has gotten in the way this season, and we've started to inch towards that again with the tournaments. It's been a big portion in kind of pushing these narratives, pushing these stories, pushing the drama, making you care. Why, 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 if, if we're going to draw a through line throughout the entire episode, why do you think you care more now than you did at the start of the season? Yeah. Yeah, I mean the waiting. Oh, 
the the really look at thing that. is applied also like i would probably never advocate against clean drama that hurts sure, no one of course. Yeah, but we don't we don't still need... hijacks our biological systems like if you guys like like there's a really cool framing by the way in uh what's it called um uh describe it the book not with i would wait let me um yeah but basically the basic idea being that evolutionarily we had to have some social way to sapiens sapiens yes uh there you go um like drama was just an evolutionary trait that was beneficial because it outed uh certain bad faith actors within groups and then therefore Mm. they can be penalized in some way or whatever right um these systems are still me, inherent in us. Tell me, my ancestors played among we us. Just gotta f- we just got to. We outed the imposters. We we just got to do it in a with like non-issue causing content. Yeah. Right. There's a there's a big. We need, we need clean as clean drama as possible. That's that's why wrestling works, dude. Yeah. Like I wish wrestlers would get less hurt than they actually are being hurt. But everything else about this is just like a domestication of our drama instinct. And mm-hmm. if that, like, of course everyone realizes that, the, like, even, even if the, is this is all a play act between packing and uh, in, uh, the pay, which it doesn't feel like to me. I think there's some genuine spice between them. I think them. there's some. I think it might be, like, ramped up a little bit to, like, get people excited to watch the playoffs, you know, give something people, yeah. you know, get you something tangible to, to chew on. Then... But- even it it doesn't matter even if it's just a one percent fake, dude. My, if it worked, my li- if it worked and it got you to care. My really lizard's te- second screen brain is just like firing, <laughs> just giving me the good hormones. Like mm-hmm. that's 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 how we are. Let's let's not talk yeah. uh, around it, right? Like we we'd no. love to be all these rational beings existing outside the Come bubble on. of our. If that was the case, like we wouldn't be. Like in what? Wouldn't spend your time watching 20th, movies and anime. Twentieth uh, season of The Bachelor, or whatever it is. Like it's just yeah. Like, come on. Th- these things are getting more popular, not less, right? And as long yes. as long as we have these public narratives that aren't actually harmful to anyone, uh, mm-hmm. that's the spice. That's the spice. And as long right. as they're in balance, we don't need full on, you know, uh, you know, pop up ads while I go out to dinner. In AR mode, right? You don't need like the dopamine hits every single day. You need it, you know, sparingly. You need it balanced. It's life's in balance, you know. Yeah. The yeah. Beauty. Yeah. So, to just put it like a little sweet bow on it, thank you to both Depay and Packing for adding some weight to the hopefully eventual meetup in the playoffs, which is still possible. Um, yep. Sure. And. I suppose, like, let's let's bring this back analytically. Um, mm. So, it was a rough weekend for the Glads, just like from the schedule, right? Like, they had they had three a games? three, three games? game weekend. That is Man, rough, as rough as it gets. Now, I predicted them to win against Florida, which was Did also really? wish. Yeah, it was wishful thinking Ooh. in many ways, but also I thought. That Florida wouldn't actually take this patch very seriously. They were locked in. They couldn't really move from this slot. Seating one was decided. So I thought they would be all in on the new patch. 
and then really not care that much uh, about this match. And mm. uh, the Glads would fully focus because the top five finish is so important or such a big advantage. So I thought they would have the chance. Of course, didn't come to be. But then again, they actually won two very respectable, uh, respectable matches against teams of equal level. And you could argue, at this point in time, they are a top five team in NA. Based on the uh, fact... Argue. I wouldn't say, but you could... I, I wouldn't hate an argument to say that you would put them uh, over the Valiant. I mean, having won that. against both their direct op uh, opposition against the top five, mm. it sort of suggests that, like, okay, like they're also not fourth, because they lost that one, and not yeah, that close. Definitely not fourth. Um... But you could say fifth. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Yeah, so like beating but... Atlanta, also kind of a dope um, season ender schedule in that regard. Outside of that being like thing. three matches in a row, uh, unfortunate. But You're like the gauntlet, you still come out. Still respect to the Glads for playing this out and also going the full distance and still having the stamina to win it after such a long weekend that they had. Right, so. Do you think this is like a confidence boost for the Glads who had a... I mean, pretty much everyone on the roster is just a champion and or top five uh, perennial achiever. Do you think like a like a late spike towards the end of the season will give them some some air in the playoffs? I, I think they came into this... I think they came into the Valiant match with a lot of confidence. I think I was very impressed with... I'll say specifically their control, um, and I'm interested to see what the patch brings for them. But to to kind of better answer the question, I think they have come into this. They they were already confident, and now this win over the Valiants like putting them more than I think people are expecting in terms of confidence. And that's why, my opinion, speculation to be fair, that's why I feel like Depay is like popping off at the seams, and he's just you know shooting fire left and right from the hip. And, you know, he goes on Twitter just to vent, you know, get some of the emotion out. Yeah. And you get this. I think that speaks towards, like, the bigger picture for the Gladiators. Like, they are very confident. They've made these changes, bringing the coaches back into the fold, into the house, being able to work a little bit more hands-on with the players. Look. Playing incredibly quickly on control versus the Valiant. Looking scarily good. Very, very, very scary. So if we if we are to see them find the right meta fit, you might have a you might have a new top four team. You might have a dark horse. This team has potential to blow up depending on the meta, because I don't think their double shield on um, I think it was Havana was was messy, um, but their control was quick. They played they played pretty fast, and their compositions were you know a little a little suspect, but. Hey, got it done. You will also know, like, if there was any frustration throughout the season, which I would mm. expect, like, there's always some internal stuff that needs to be figured out in every team, right? But the way to achieve world peace is to find an alien race to wage war against, right? Like, as soon as we have a common yeah, en en enemy, we just come together as humans and finally have something to fight against. Now, Having the Valiant to hate on as just like a collective experience and like goal to strive towards can actually probably be very reinvigorating in all of this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like, um, 
We also saw like the the little screenshot of face predicting what Parking would say. Uh, that mm-hmm. was a nice touch. That's just like everyone's on board in hating. That's the beauty. Yeah. We're we're all at the raw drums. Someone's just doing the little dance. We're all in this together, and this is the enemy. And now we're uh, we're going into playoffs, right? I think that's a thing- great psychological yes. tool. It is. It's not only psychological, but I think it furthers narratives in the future. It's it not only gives you a fire or a forest fire, but it also plants seeds. Because guess what, valiant fans? Every time you see that purple team, you're gonna go, "Hey, wait a second! Isn't this guy that pays all his players like buku bucks and still loses?" Kim, <laughs> you know it's it's going to fur it in the future. You're going to return to those war drums. You're gonna be able to like call upon that emotion to root against or root for or hate or love. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Let yourselves feel that we're, kind of thing. We're um, back to the yeah. tribes. We're back, we're back with our people yes. just like yes. feeling good about not liking others. That's, that's the human and, way. And that's, and that's hopeful for the future with this league because that's what it's based on. It's based on the rivalries. It's based on geolocation. It's your home city. Do you do you give a crap about your home city? If so, buy this jersey. You know, you're supposed to support them. That's the that's the whole idea with this thing. That's the war paint. I'm not saying Yeah. Yes. That's the war paint. So yes, I think the Gladiators doing well. Valiant's doing well. I'm excited to see them in playoffs. I hope Glads gets a gets a decent read on the meta. Maybe they can, you know, them in Atlanta feel like they're like, and this is going to come off as as very negative for most people, but I think of it very differently. I think they're the most cheesy, and I like that a lot. I think they're creative in that way. You've got Atlanta run around pulling junk right out on uh, attacking Route 66. You've got Bastion strats. You've got Sim TP strats. Did you see that TP uh, shatter that they did on against Shock? Yeah. They hold close and they TP back and they, yeah. oh, come yeah. on. Yeah, that's, come a, on. that's a juicy place, yeah. That's the juice. That's, that's like, the stuff. These are the teams. That's the stuff where you thought that could be once how Overwatch will be played, but it never is, except like. No, because we keep getting our own freaking way. Yeah. Uh, nah, it's, it, it's not never that like tech based. We're I so feel close. Like. We're yeah. so close. Yeah. We just leave it alone for a little bit longer. I think we'll get there. But I think the the one offs are cool though. Like that's uh, a team just can yeah. figure something out yeah. about this. Um, but I think they'll always be one offs. That's the thing is I think they'll always just be like there are people who are like very meta. It's like oh yes, like we must play the meta. We have to play the good champions. Like the bad champions are sinners. Like we can't. We have to pick winning lines, folks. Hopefully, maybe somebody in chat will understand the reference. But yeah. I mean that, that it's always cool to to dis, like to have displayed something you probably didn't. You created, yeah. You created something yeah. like the great bamboozle type of stuff, right? Like these. Which they characters. didn't create. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. They didn't sure. do it. Yeah. Metathena. Reminding <laughs> casual reminder. Yeah, Metathena. That team that also just like boosted on Dorado and that boost did basically nothing. True. It did do nothing. Nobody, nobody actually talked about this, but it really didn't do that much. It's just like, yeah. I, I think I think there is beauty in those plays. I won't go on a tangent, but elevator explanation because Chinese teams do this a lot. Um, it's just like it's brain overload. It's just mm, trying to attention sure. grab you all sure. around the map and doing weird things and throwing sure. you off. That's I think that's the point. It might not do anything strategically. Like if you if you're outside of the game, third picturing it, it's like. That really didn't do anything, but in the game, 
does that change the way you might approach the fight? Does that change how you stance? Does it change how you posture? Are you playing aggressively on that? Mm. I don't know because we've never practiced it. Yeah. So it throws them off, right? Mm. I think that's beautiful. In a way, that's a magic yeah. trick, right? Almost certainly. Some of them fail. Some of them are just Numbani boosts with a bastion and you die and you yeah. zoom in on side player's face and he giggling because he knows he just messed up. But Yeah. It's just not... You know, reliable play that you can build a championship off of, but like it's it's fun to have that you as an element. Teams. Yeah, yeah. You need Atlanta. You need yeah. Glads. You need the great bamboozles. Yeah. You need Bastion plays. You need you the Changos. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. the the rain and or shine, depending on you know what side of the fence you fall on to. You know, complement the other. It's it's balancing the flavors for the the cooking fans, right? You gotta have yeah. a little sweet, a little bit salty. Every the experience is in or heightened, not enlightened. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, like if we think about, like if we want to go a little bit not in the play style and not how we treat the game, but in how we mm -hmm. market teams, I think that I would love to see just teams l like lean into the WWE roles a little bit more in terms of like overacting their character to a point where it is recognizable for everyone what they're trying to do with their right. Um, I think it takes time though. Like, just have. I don't know. Have Huck come on stage with a money ball or something. Or, <laughs> or like, I don't know. Like something like this, right? Or uh, what, what other team? Uh, like what kind of uh, characters? See, it's, it's like, okay, so Shock just going super blix, like mega arrogant, yeah. just like, mm -hmm. you know, two belts type of thing. Uh, Going out like they play, they play into to absolutely nobody, and to a degree, no like to a degree, Super is actually a WWE character. He might as well be, right? He might as well. And that's the appeal, right? Like that works. I wonder why you guys like him, right? Like he's he's out there. He's you know, there again. There's reasons. There there are plenty of other reasons why players don't. Um, but and, and it's something that we've talked about and something I've written about. That's like if you feel like you can. You should, because it helps everybody. It helps yourself most, you know, first, first and foremost. It helps everybody, because it makes the product better. It makes you better. Do you think... Okay, so... Like, we know, like, either... Like, that... that and I forget the saying, but, like... Hmm. You know, the champions and the underdogs eventually coming the champions, and then, for, therefore, later, become, becoming the villains? Yeah, living your, or living long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yes. Do you think yeah. we're on that verge for for shock? Shock. It's like yeah, hundred percent. They're a little well, obnoxious a with like the Paris. The Paris win helped, I think. If they actually mm -hmm. won everything that they ever participated in since like stage one or stage two, uh, season two, I think they're slowly mm -hmm. becoming the villains. And oh, I think they already are. I think we're we're going to. Like we're we're feeding a little bit off of the Shanghai win forty uh, goodwill. Oh, I but mean, Shanghai is also on a good way because she's just like so clean and like even if they aren't, they still are like so hard to beat. And it's like at least here, like there's a lot of room for interpretation of, uh, about the character of this team. And there's mm. there's like there's a lot of room to hate. Moon just standing in the middle of the room during a play, like very shortly after winning a final, right? Sure, like if yeah, you're a yeah. villain, that's then where the community leans into, right? 
mm-hmm. but they they we shot them some bail for that first season. Like I I think that's what's going on. But yeah, like hundred percent. I think they're they're cushioning they're they're riding that uh quite well, and to to a degree I think they still should. I I think it's uh I still I'm a kind of a miracle and 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 a testament is. to really is. some somebody I'd love to know who that made that call to say okay whatever we did didn't work so let's do it again yeah and then you came in season two and looked better season three yeah now you're a title contender like again that does not happen i i i don't think i won't say i'm the the most uh historically sound in terms of traditional sports in the u.s but i don't it it doesn't take three years to be a title contender here doesn't that that does not compute with with any kind of like social discussions or you know third party understanding of of basketball or baseball or whatever and i don't think that i would wager it probably doesn't happen in europe either with uh, football it doesn't take three years to go from the worst to the best or arguably the best no it's and if it happens it's like super like for instance uh there was a team in england uh i think two or three years ago that got promoted mm-hmm. and won in the same year and that also happened in the uh, When's the last time that happened? Was, past they, that point? Were they actually were they promoted, Chad? I mean, I know what the team is. I just don't know how to pronounce the name. Is it yeah, Leicester? Is it Leicester? Um, regardless, but it it happens way rarely. back when in my youth. For instance, uh, I know Kaiserslautern did that one year. Um, so like these these uh, these stories happened. It's just very rare, right? So, and yeah. none and of them celebrated, and none of them went them, 0 and 40, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you uh, have to cut them some slack. And I think this is the this is the end of the rope for Shanghai, where it's like, okay, we 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 now see your true colors. Season one happened, we get it, but your narrative is definitely shifting. Yeah, and Eden said, uh, sorry, uh, Eric said, uh, the odds were 5,000 to one to Leicester winning it, so. Uh, I think those are significantly worse odds than Boston, probably. Um, mm. But yeah, you can think about that way. Okay, uh, I'm cognizant of you the time. At least Sunday games. Because again, a lot of these other games are. Poop. Let's actually go through the the Hallmark games. I actually could have some relevance. Okay, we talked a little bit about Florida against Gladiators. I can. I think we can yeah. skip over that. Bro, what is Soul doing, man? I've been I've been wondering that all season. It's driven me batty in more ways than one. As, I I don't know. I have no idea. I like I I tweeted like to you looks good. If they if they actually win or get like are like one of the two teams in Asia and if they then win it all, I'm going to put a hole in this wall. Like Come on, man! You gotta have some resemblance of consistency, like for me to feel good about you popping off and winning everything. Like maybe in the playoffs, I can buy into the profit playoff th- thing, but you didn't even really display it through uh, throughout the uh, tournaments, other than that one time. Um, yep. like three zero against the Spark, my friends. Like, okay, and then playing. Spitfire close. 
like every weird loss right now always like for at least for me at least always has like an asterisk like we'll get to some other games that i'm sure. like okay like is it this way is it that way Maybe are they, they playing are they preparing for the patch or are they not really yeah yeah taking i think it that might have happened i don't know to be fair right but i i think it'd be in soul's best interest to be able to prepare because again like you said the the most important games had happened at the end of the whip right at the crack so if if we're to assume that to be true which i think it is why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you kind of like take it easy with this patch and play for the next one? You know who was also locked into the slot that weekend? Ooh. Spark. So if nobody's prepared, why are you getting slapped 3 0? <laughs> like, Maybe they, I don't know. Maybe they just have a better understanding of what needs to happen. It The Spark. It's tough to say. The Spark I, have a I don't know. I Maybe. think they, they, I've seen weirder things. I think they just papaged. Just like they usually do. Uh, Maybe. And to be fair, like, Spark is also... Like, it's it's just like... I, I During the season, at some point, I th just thought of them as Schrodinger's season. We couldn't really know what which team is good or bad until you observe them on match day. Where it's like, <laughs> oh my god, dude, my cat's not having a great time watching this. It's just... Uh, like, I guess Guangzhou was consistent of course shanghai was and shanghai then did. everyone just had like everybody else everyone did. else is just like arguably the next team in line in consistency was london which i wanted to bring up in terms of valiant um if london and again like this this is gonna take a little bit of stretching so prepare for your prepare your yoga mat i think you i know what you're about to say and i agree let's see if london played their whole season in pack would they be the valiant do you mean the whole seat? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, in pack? You mean you mean yeah. in NA? No, Asia. Oh, oh, you mean it the other way around? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I think they would have slightly think... been better. I think they would have clearly won against Shanghai. Hey, say uh, Chengdu. Uh, most okay. matches. Yeah. Uh. I also think they probably would have been more consistent in grabbing wins from the underachieving games teams. But I will say I find the other thought experiment of what was what was yours? I was going to say what if London never makes it to the Asian Asia. region and plays out North America? I think they would finish above Dallas. I mean that's. Also and not. I think they would be <laughs> one of the four teams that would have fought for top five, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Oh my god, this is such a hot take. Everyone will hate us in the comments. I can already no, feel I it. No, I don't... I think... I Okay. I know that this team gets lambasted by us a lot, especially their main tank, but I'm here to say I quite like J-Mac versus Soul on Sunday. I thought he played quite well. I think he... Kind of played amazing. I think that's a Guess trend who else that's played amazing. Blister. Yeah. Play them more, you. Yeah. And then, oh my Angels, God. Whatever the kids are saying these days. Dude, it's just like there's certain things, that, you know, they have these cards at the bottom, which is just yeah. like chances to win type of you, cards. No, like the, the substitution thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And like one of those is, for instance, Saucy for Erster. 
I don't yeah, think that, that is a bad one. Out. I think that might even be the the one that's better for that Pacific map. But I hate it. I thought this guy was going to be an elite top five player coming into the season. I think he can be. Where is Erste? Like, uh, it's it's a weird. Yeah, that I hate those substitutions. Mm. Uh, I hate like when Glista comes out. Oh my god. And maybe there's something to it where you also just want to deep pressure and just not have maybe, them yeah, run every single managing. script. Yeah. But the problem is, is like your substitutions are not good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, when all, I'm comes, off the battle train. Nope. I'm out. Yeah. I'm selling. I'm out. Yeah. No more. Yeah. EMP zero people. No, I'm sorry. Yep. Bobble if you can't hit the broad side of a barn, I'm, I'm good. Dude, Bobble comes in and I'm more tilted than the tower of it. Like, it's, it's, these, these EMPs kill me. These EMPs kill me, man. Like, I, yeah, I mean, tough luck. Maybe, maybe it's also hard for him, like, like with the amount of scrims that he gets. Um, sure, maybe. But I don't, I don't want to trash a player that I know yeah, no, basically it's, it's nothing not, about. But Nothing personal. It's just, I'd EMPs rather are, team Lister. Those EMPs are some... FRD against Fusion University type of EMPs, like mm -hmm. 99 EMPs, FRD he's, hits none of these types of things. Sure. Like, um, but yeah. Okay, next match. Was anything else interesting? Let's go down the... Paris did look a little lost, but I think we probably can guess why. Soon was on Doom. Yeah. Well, okay. I think those were for like stall scenarios. Those were like uh, aggressive runbacks. So right. that's like saying like well, I actually didn't watch it. I actually didn't watch it. I, like I didn't even you didn't play the whole it. game. It was pretty late. Uh, I mean, sure. I think the 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 feeling I got from that was more like we're load managing. We're not taking this patch super seriously. We're already locked in. Like, oh no, just get some games in. Get some get some get some warm up. Let the let the boys. Play some, play some Overwatch. Right, like, that was during the CL Finals, that's why. But then, okay, this is an interesting one. Uh, the Shock Against the Rain. <sighs> yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. Because on one hand, I think you can't ignore there being an asterisk, right? But the fact that they also did lose to Philly, who, again, is not a, a slouch, um has me a little concerned slightly i think we might have to see another uh i think hmm, i'm nearing 50 percent certainty that we're going to see another losers bracket run from shock in playoffs interesting who would uh, throw him out i guess that depends on the bracket more so than sure yeah. um but in terms of teams Okay, which teams have the capability to currently beat the maybe a little bit easy going shot? I think Florida shot? does. Yeah? I think Valiant can. I think Gladiators can. Yeah. Um, Atlanta, in a very minimal sense, can. Um, and outside of that, we're, we're kind of stretching. It's tough to kind of see anything more past that. Did I hit any team that you were kind of expecting me to uh yeah i think i think it's like those those three or four teams probably can 
maybe on the right day, maybe on the right patch. Yeah, the meta is going to be pretty important. Like, people... Okay, here's an acknowledgement I will say. The greatest teams in the Overwatch League were consistently amazing every single patch. But here's also a thing I will not concede, which is the Tier 1.5 were elevated to being able to compete with the best teams because of meta. Mm. Uh, that was true for some of the va uh, the Florida wins, even though I will argue that they actually became better as an overall team after, uh, was it May Melee, where they went far to the finals? Who? What? Uh, Florida. Out. Did Florida make it far in the May Melee? Was it May Melee? Yeah, I think it's May. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the same thing is true for Guangzhou's win, for instance, that they got far. Sure, yeah. uh, I don't think it was a mistake that Paris was able to bring it to... Um, oh, why didn't I say Paris? Holy. Paris, yeah. Philly, like, of course, like, the usual suspects of people yeah. that, you know, I, I just don't think that they'll play them in that bracket, because they'll be seated. Yeah, 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 of course. Like, but, yeah, the, the, uh, I think Paris were elevated by the patch, like, of course, you can say if that was a Doom patch, it would have probably been Farah patch or whatever, but, sure. like, being able to field Sparkle and one of his best heroes definitely, um, mm -hmm. helped towards that uh, stage playoff. Uh, sorry, that not stage playoff, but the uh, summer showdown win. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think meta is less important than I thought it would be. It's still rather important. I think I think it is more important than we're giving it credit to because remember back when I wrote about the shock and how you might beat them, right? Mm -hmm. I think we're getting more of this with support as well, with how much rotation they want to give Twilight and um, Violet on their specific heroes, where it's like Twilight is playing majority of the time where Violet should, you know, is statistically a very good player. But again, don't want him on Ana for whatever reason. They just, Krusty does not like him on Ana. So they're putting Twilight over him. If there's a main support that can be played, Moth usually comes in. Um, we still don't have another added flex. So in a weird way, you have Rascal and what? You have Striker playing Genji? You have Tayo come in finally? What's the, like, I, I figured he was going to be the, um, the stopgap to stop that from happening, but I assumed that he would probably see more playtime than he, than he is currently. If that was the case, and the fact that he isn't, and the fact that Krusty's saying that he's like for the bigger picture has me wondering, like, okay, is he going to see playtime at all in playoffs? I don't think so. So is I think there could be a meta that just inherently kind of yeah. screws with shock. Yeah. That could see them take an early exit. Maybe they find their footing in the lower bracket and then make another crazy run and and yeah. you know, enter yeah. grand finals that way. Yeah. yeah. The mango run. Indeed, but the mango run, yeah. Just in different ways. Or not, you know. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think, like, with us already having talked a lot about Valiant and Gladiators, this sort of concludes, like, the review of the more hallmark... You don't want to talk about Bird Ring? I mean, you can. I was going to try and mold you with Bird Ring. Right. Go, go off, King. Isn't it weird that Bird Ring left Profit and is actually clapping kids? Well, okay. Bird Ring did that also with Profit uh, during sure. playoffs, right? 
Like, it was just very inconsistent when that mm. was happening. I think this is the most consistent season Bertrand has played in the Overwatch League. For sure. I think so. But the heights of those pop-offs, I don't feel on you. I feel this is also... No, like, no, no, yeah, yeah, definitely not new. This is like a return, almost like a redemption yeah. for his career, where everybody was like, yeah, I don't see it anymore. I think he's washed. He, he still got it, and he's yeah. doing well. Yeah. We'll I, also I readily admit, like, when we had to pay on, I had my doubts. I feel like... Oh, for sure. Pay, like, Bird Ring is not the reason there was inconsistency. Uh in terms of like the on-server performance that he mm. uh, brought on during, I wonder season. if he didn't help though. That's that's my question. Is like, of course, everybody probably has their roles to play, and like maybe he, you know, what happened happened. But I wonder if he didn't necessarily help and just like is one of those players that kind of like just uh, plays the game that's already established. So if people are already like running the town then he just plays within that and it's not healthy and it's, you know, yada, yada, yada. And you, and you get what you got with London. Whereas maybe gladiators is a little bit more structured. Maybe, maybe he fits the gladiators coaching style a little bit more hard to say, but I, 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 I feel like it'd be remiss if we didn't talk about his performance. Cause I think he did incredibly well to, a, to kind of double back for a second. I think, I think Anz is crazy, bro. Yeah. I think it's actually a, like, this might be a disservice to Overwatch to say this, but I want to see this kid play Valorant so bad. Uh, yeah. I want to see him get paid stupid money to go to a game that's going to like properly highlight his talent and just watch him just dumpster. Yeah, he's, he's insane. He's insane. He's actually he's just so cracked. Yeah. Actually, one of like, I think he has like the entry into being a star player. What do you mean? Like, I think there are very, very few star players, people like Carpe, who can come up clutch. I'm sure for to a degree back in the day. Um, Twilight with his, you know, general flexibility. Um, Jonak last season, if you give him the kind of keys to the car, he can kind of drive it. If you give Vons the keys to the car, he will put up 56% critical hit. Mm. It's like he is a star player. I think, mm. I think. That's just how it is. Yeah, like you've you've seen enough data. He is that kind of caliber of yeah. talent. Will just take over a game. Like actually, not like oh well, he yeah. did really well, and like you can kind of frame it. No, no, no. He genuinely stopped you from playing the game. Look at Philadelphia. Look at the fifty-six game. Yeah, that's the type of stuff you can expect from him, or at least have the potential to expect. And not every game. It's a little muted in a star-studded roster, right? Like sure, to, of course. But yeah. yeah, I I agree that he's just like it's it's also. It's crazy the walk of life that he came from being streamer mm -hmm. beforehand, right? Like it's that's just also a really crazy story of this season. Let's be honest. Yeah. Again, a kid from a kid was playing. Um, I won't claim to know Korean geography, but is, anybody remember Blossom? Huh? Yeah. You guys remember Blossom? No, you don't. And if you do, kudos to you. But most people don't, right? Yeah. That's what that's the last team that he was kind of playing for. And then he went to go stream and now he's in the shock doing with this. Like, yeah, there's so many like little hidden gems. Shockwave, another one. Just like, how did he fall through the cracks? I'd love to see him on a team that needs him. Granted, Vancouver needs him. Hmm. Shout out to Vancouver. I, I'm, I'm kind of leaning your direction with the uh, the church of 
Flubby, I think it is. Yeah, we're doing that was mostly that was also mostly, of course, to keep the the hope alive. But I do think Flubby does great th things, and mm -hmm. like that's an okay. Joe, you are a team that's currently struggling, and that you want to replace your head coach. Who do you pick yeah. from the coaches and contenders? There aren't that many more names left, and. Before this season started, Flubby was one of the ones I kept being uh, kept hearing brought up over and over and over. So, um, like I think I'm I'm excited for where his career goes. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't think we can expect realistically anything from uh, from here, right? But yeah, um, but yeah, I like. There, there have been some transcendental talents coming in uh, this year in the Overwatch League. Alarm. Uh, Alarm is Yo, just actually, credit to Mirror, by chance? Yeah. Why is this kid playing support now and actually playing, like everything, playing everything? Playing everything. Like, pulling a, pull a hydration, like, I hope that's, like, a continuous thing. We kind of, like, we didn't see it. Well, I, I won't say that there was, like, a trend with, like, hitscans moving to, like, Zen back in the day, but that was definitely, like... Mm -hmm. I think XE played Zen for a little bit. Don't shy um, yourself, kid. Don't shy yourself. No, no. Yeah, don't. Yeah. He he popped up on Reddit too. I was super excited for that. I was like, oh yeah, next season we get to see Shy. I don't know. Like Overwatch is coming home. Here's the thing. I the, okay, this is the made redemption act arc. Where <laughs> I asked around contenders coaches who they nominate as rookie of the season. Mate said mirror. And I was just like, you're high. And I think like rookie of the season is far away for him. Yeah, out of maybe he's on the ballot now. He's maybe on the ballot, but I mean, there's also just like obstacles, like alarm that you simply can't it's, overcome. Again, it's tough to it's tough to be on the ballot when you're in the the season of the worst generation. That's that's yeah, and worst generation. Worst generation referring to the One Piece thing, which actually means good generation. Yes. Because Joe loves his counterintuitive metaphors. I think it's pretty dank. Or his underlying assumption is that you guys are all weeps, which I tentatively agree with. Well, I think it, it, with the context, I think you can put two and two together and say like, oh, it's the worst because they're like so terrifying and they're so overwhelming that they impose themselves on the game, right? I think everybody can figure that out. Doesn't have to just be like haha weeb ah yeah yeah. Do you like you can? Do you understand you what adjectives are? No. What do are you those? understand? What worst means? Best. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh... <laughs> and on that note, yeah. On that I note, out here. I think we we gotta we gotta close it up. Um, yep, yep. Once again, thanks for watching live and also of course the podcast listeners on our, our uh, mm -hmm. platforms actually didn't keep up if anyone subbed i don't but our beautiful of course pseudo producer eric did uh squid on the base subbed as Ooh. well as chris with five gifted chris r wow. thank you so much thank for you. all the continued support and if you don't have the money covid you know pension pennies you can go on iTunes, leave that five-star review. That helps us a ton in terms of discoverability and exactly. helps people, you know, listen to the show and maybe we'll get some more Among Us players. So True. come on over. 
True. Once again, like you can join the official unofficial Discord of this podcast. Uh, I think it's Discord me the dot me slash Yeska out. Um, yep. We have uh, specific channels for our Spike Drop uh, podcast, for instance, about Valorant. We have live discussion channels. We usually watch the Overwatch League games uh, live. That will definitely become a thing for playoffs again. Like playoffs are once again first screen content uh, mm -hmm. where no Among Us will be allowed. Um, and yeah, just get updates on when the show is going live. Um, of course, and also before, the content and that we, we put out. Leave and completely close out. Another shout out to Quizmas Bear who did resub at the beginning of the show that we just missed. So thank sweet, you so much. Sweet, sweet. Thank you. We love you all. We also have to once again thank our patron producers. Yes. Should I try? Should I try, Joe? Yeah, it's easy. I'm not going to make it with one uh, breath. I'm not even going to attempt because I I usually get like very short breathed when I talk. So thank you. To Battlecrap, Lin, uh, Pin, Lulshin, Charlie L, Audio Compass, Porkchop Sammy, Kasha67, Kuchikopi, Chare, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tain, Refined Bean, Rexane, Roger B, Fabled Steven, Owen, Chris R34444, Yiska is holding me hostage, please send help. I'm under Yiska's guest, please send help. Yiska says, Fisher Fritz, Fisher Fritzsche, Fish Fritzsche's Fit. Okay, I'm just going to try to say it in German. The proper Fische, frische, fischt, fischers, fritze. Fische, frische, fischt, fischt, frischers. I messed it up so many times. <laughs> right. Uh, and the one uh, mysterious Patreon that uh, actually we still don't have the name for. Uh, we love you equally, though. Hopefully. You're here in spirit. Hopefully, John will be back to take care of the kids once again. Uh, he has custody, shared custody of us uh, with Christopher. Mm. And uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll get an episode on Wednesday. We still technically also have to do our game night. But yeah, like the current situation is a little complicated. Um, and uh, I don't want to talk too much uh, about the reasons. Nothing like majorly Other bad happening. Something. But uh, yeah, it's, it's currently hard. Um, but yeah, thanks for watching. Um, and as always, we will see you guys next time. And, uh, if you want to play some Among Us right after this, then, uh, come join the Discord. <laughs>